You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Brandy Stark. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark. And uh, for this episode, we are going to continue with our yokai. We're going to take a look at the kamikachi and hopefully the baku. The baku is a bad dreams eater and a chimera or shimera character. And the kitsune is a fox spirit. They actually show up all over the place in anime as well. So it's kind of fun to uh, both deal with the supernatural and have a, a little anime fun. So we will get started with this right after these messages. Now time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Not pumped about cleaning the litter box? Try World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. That's right. You scoop once and you're done. No chiseling, no scraping, no crumbling, no problem. Looking for fast and easy litter box cleanup? Zero Mess. Try it. You're welcome in advance. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I'm still your host, Brandy Stark. It's actually been fairly interesting because tonight I turned on the television and playing was the Runaway Bride, which is fairly interesting because we talked about a spider yokai, the horse spider, that was in a prior episode, and here we are, and Doctor Who has kind of created a yokai as the main villain. So just to tie this, just let me let me just have a little time to geek out. The Runaway Bride is a special episode of Doctor Who. This has David Tennant as the 10th Doctor, and this came out in 2006. 
It was broadcast on, actually on Christmas Day of 2006. The plot summary, the episode opens immediately following the events of Doomsday. The doctor, still upset at the loss of Rose Tyler, is shocked to find a woman in a wedding dress standing in the TARDIS console room. The woman angrily accuses him of abducting her from her wedding and demands to be returned. She rips open the TARDIS doors to discover that she is actually in outer space. She tells the doctor her name is Donna, and he does several tests to find out how she got into the TARDIS in flight. The doctor returns her to Earth, where she storms off to find a cab to return to her wedding. The doctor is accosted by robotic Santas and uses the TARDIS to fly alongside the taxi Donna is in to rescue her from the Santa that is driving it. The flight overloads the TARDIS and the doctor is forced to set it down on a nearby rooftop. The doctor gives Donna a ring that will mask her from the Santas and escorts her back to the wedding. The doctor meets Donna's groom, Lance Bennett, whom she has met and fallen in love with while working with him. He reviews the video footage of Donna's disappearance from the wedding and recognizes that she managed to absorb a great deal of Huon particles, which would have drawn her to the Huon particles contained in the TARDIS. The doctor realizes that the ring he gave Donna cannot mask the Huon particle signature, and as soon as the reception hall is attacked by more Santas, the doctor is able to use the musical sound system to disrupt the attack and trace the control signal to a ship in orbit around the earth but he quickly loses the track of it now here is our yokai coming up oh and she's on the screen now uh she's actually fairly terrifying (laughs) so if you've not seen this episode the doctor learns that donna's workplace is owned by the torchwood institute which the doctor believed to be defunct the doctor asks lance to take him to the company headquarters and they are accompanied by donna the doctor discovers a secret basement leading to a long tunnel. There they find machinery creating Huon particles and a pit that leads straight to the core of the Earth. They are surprised by the sudden appearance of the Empress of Rachnos, a spider-like species wiped out eons ago by the Time Lord. She shows them that she is taking control of the company and used the Torchwood technology to create the pit. Lance reveals that he has been working with the Empress and was responsible for dosing Donna's coffee with Huon particles to convert Donna into a key that would free the Empress's children. The Doctor and the heartbroken Donna escape, and the Empress decides to use Lance as the key and orders him force-fed large quantities of the Huon particles. The Doctor retrieves the TARDIS and takes Donna back to the formation of planet Earth. They observe that the Ragnar ship formed the core of the developing planet, and the Doctor deduces that the Empress is attempting to revive her species by using the Huon particles to awaken the ancient Ragnos. Back in the present, the Doctor and Donna return to the pit to face the Empress. Donna is captured and put in webbing, and the Doctor is held at gunpoint by the Santas. As the Ragnos are awakened and begin to ascend from the pit, the Empress brings her ship closer to Earth and begins firing upon the populace. The Doctor offers to take the Empress and her kind to a planet where they will not harm anyone, but she refuses. The Doctor then reveals himself to her as a Time Lord and tells her he cannot let the Rachnos survive. Using explosives, the Doctor destroys one of the walls of the room, flooding it and the pit with water from the River Time and killing the Empress's offspring by drowning them. The Empress teleports back to her ship, but due to having used all of her power, it is destroyed by human forces and so on and so forth. It's kind of a cool-looking creature. Certainly a nice little tie-in. And I believe that some of the anime research that I had done indicated that Doctor Who may have been inspired by a yokai. The Rachnos Empress is female. She has a human torso. 
attached to uh, a spider abdomen with the eight legs, but she does have kind of the human face with a ridge of extra eyes. So I just thought that was kind of fun, greatly ironic to deal with that episode yesterday, and then to flip over to Doctor Who and discover this episode on tonight. It's been a very odd series of events like this for the past few days where I mentioned something and then bam, there it is the next day. I'm just going to go with it though, because what can you do? Just be aware that all of the pets are with me right now. Uh, in the background, you hear click, clack, and clunk running in their wheel. The guinea pig, Mr. Hippocrates, will occasionally squeal, and the pugs are all with me, and they are asleep and probably snoring. Ignore said background noise, but this is how you know this is a paranormal pet household. I don't know. I think I'm the paranormal one. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So just to remind folks, what ended up happening was... A class that I was teaching, the students had independent projects, and one group of students chose to do the yokai, which are spirit animals or spirit creatures from Japanese folklore. So we started dealing with some of the yokai. We had an intro, we dealt with some of the insect and spider yokai. Tonight, I think I will start off with the baku because they're kind of cool. They are hybrid creatures but they are benevolent. So the baku is a tapir or a dream eater. In Japan, the baku is generally benevolent and it is endowed with the power to eat nightmares. Knowledge of this creature came from China as early as 834 in a poetry collection by the Tang period poet by Joy. There it is described as having the nose of an elephant, the eyes of a rhinoceros, the tail of an ox, the legs of a tiger. The text goes on to explain, if you lay out the skin when you sleep, you can avoid epidemics. And by drawing an image of the Baku, you can avoid misfortune. People with chronic headaches can protect their heads by using a screen with an image of a Baku when they go to sleep. This association with sleep and prevention of bad fortune took hold in Japan, and by the Edo period, the Baku had become full-fledged devourers of nightmares, a guardian creature charged with protecting the vulnerable sleeper as he or she ventured into the other world of dreams. For this purpose, an image of a Baku might be placed near the pillow at night. There are even pillows made in the shape of a Baku. The Three Realms includes an entry on the Baku with a line drawing and an extended reference to the Chinese materia Medica text, Banako Benkayo Gengmu. The creature is described as it is here, but with a few more details attesting to its particular strengths. For example, its teeth and bones are incredibly strong, and its urine can melt iron and turn it into water. That's pretty impressive urine. One theory posits that the Baku is based on the tapir, a real mammal found in South and Central America and Southeast Asia, and also called Baku in Japanese with the same kanji. The yokai version most resembles the Malayan tapir, the only species native to Asia. Although some scholars argue that the zoological Baku is not related to the Baku of legend, the image of the Baku with its long snout does indeed resemble the animal version. Regardless of whether the zoological Baku influenced the naming of the yokai Baku or vice versa, descriptions of the creature exemplify the way in which yokai are often constructed as hybrids. The Baku is generally described as a composite of animals, a tiger, elephant, rhinoceros, an ox. It is a chimera or chimera, a zoological collage. The explanation by analogy, tail like an ox, legs like a tiger, is a common way of describing a yokai and by extension part of the process of their construction. In a sense then, a yokai such as the baku fits somewhere between the real and the imaginary 
All of its parts are derived from real animals, but their combination is imaginary. So this is the description that comes from the Book of Yokai, Mysterious Creatures of Japanese Folklore. There is another website. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I apologize once again for my pronunciations. They are all terrible, and I'm going to agree uh, right off the bat. Haikumono Gatari Kadankai. Mm. Translated Japanese ghost stories and tales of the weird and strange. (laughs) Okay, I can handle that English translation. This was actually posted on this website, which you can find at HTTPS. H-Y-A-K-U-M-O-N-O-G-A-T-A-R-I dot com. Oh, you can definitely tell it's break. My poor mind is uh, rejecting all of this intellectual discussion. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. So they post this again on the 20th of October in 2012. This is by Zach Davison from Mizuki Shigeru Magical Animal Stories. And it says that it's translated from Mizuki Shigeru's Mujara and Japanese Wikipedia. Uh, When a child in Japan wakes shaking from a nightmare, she knows what to do. Hugging her face in her pillow, she whispers three times, Baku-san, come eat my dream. Baku-san, come eat my dream. Baku-san, come eat my dream. If her request is granted, a monstrous Baku will come into her room and suck the bad dream away. But the Baku cannot be summoned without caution. A too hungry Baku might not be satisfied with a single dream and might suck away all of her hopes and ambitions along with it, leaving her hollow. What is a Baku? Baku are classic chimera, 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 the body of a bear, the nose of an elephant, the feet of a tiger, the tail of an ox, and the eyes of a rhinoceros. One legend says that when the gods were finished creating the animals, they took all of the odds and ends lying around and put them together to make the Baku. According to Japanese legend, Baku are the eaters of bad dreams. They are talismanic figures that people pray to at night to come and suck away nightmares so that they may never be seen again. But there is a darker side to the Baku. Some say that Baku eat all dreams, not only nightmares. This includes dreams and aspirations, dreams of your future, and dreams of hope. Is the Baku real? While they are wildly stylized, Baku resemble the Asian tapir, and in fact, in Japanese, they share the same name and kanji. The Baku is not alone in this. The word Kirin is not only Japanese for giraffe, but also a mythical Chinese monster. Which came first, the legend or the animal, is hidden in the past with no solid agreement on either side. Many say that the two are unconnected and that the similar appearance is pure coincidence with the animal being named after the legend. Some say a wayward sailor drifted to Malaysia and came back with stories of a massive creature that was transformed by legend. Either way, the legend in his book, Ancient Chinese Gods and Beasts, Kyoto University professor Hayashi Minao points to ancient bronzeware and other artifacts inscribed with images of the mythical Baku. He postulated that some creatures like the Asian tapir might have existed in China at some time, but has since gone extinct. Baku are often confused with another Chinese legendary animal, the Hakutaku, called Baizi, Baizu in Chinese. In fact, at a temple in Tokyo, there is a statue called the Baku King, which was originally a statue of the Hakutaku. Hmm. Is the Baku a yokai? Now, according to this author, this is a complicated question that depends on how broad your definition of a yokai is. It isn't a yokai in the sense of a fantasy creature like the Nuranango or Bakaniko. It is more of a sacred animal, more associated with gods than monsters. Mizuki Shigeru uses the broadest possible definition of yokai, 
meaning anything mysterious from Bigfoot to reigns of frogs by which the Baku definitely qualifies. The history and legend of the Baku. Like many folkloric creatures, Baku have changed over the centuries. In the oldest Chinese legends, Baku were hunted for their pelts. It is said that using the blanket made from a Baku was a talisman against illness and the uh, malice of evil spirits. Due to a lack of available Baku pelts, this eventually changed where putting the image of a Baku over a bed would afford you equal protection. During the Tang Dynasty, 618 to 907 CE, folding screens decorated with Baku were a popular item. Somehow the legends of the Baku were transmitted to Japan where the beast became associated with the dream eating that it is known for today. The Tang period book Torokuten, The Six Stories of the Tang Dynasty, also tells of a sacred animal called a Bakuki, that eats dreams, and it is likely that the two were merged into a single legend. The Baku legend is a dream eater, has stayed consistent since adapted by Japan. There have been various ways of summoning the Baku. In Fukushima, it is said that if, after awakening from a bad dream, you say, I give this dream to the Baku, then that dream will never trouble you again. In other pre- uh, prefectures, you repeat, Baku-san, come eat my dreams three times in a row to summon the Baku to come and eat your nightmare. During the Maramachi period, 1337 to 1573 CE in Japan, it became very popular for people on their deathbed to hold an image of the Baku as a talisman against evil spirits. They also became associated with the fantastical treasure gallery, which often had a Baku painted on its sails. During the Edo period, 1603 to 1868 CE, pillows were sold in the shape of the Baku, said to protect the sleeper from bad dreams. Baku in modern Japan. While many yokai and legendary creatures have faded until they live only in the memory of academics and comic artists, Baku are still a popular figure in modern Japan. The Bakus appear in modern animation and comic books, although their appearance look more and more like the authentic tapir and less and less like the folkloric chimera. Chimera. And there you go. It's interesting because one of the comments below says that there's a Pokemon that resembles the Baku and actually had an attack called Dream Eater in the English version. The Pokemon's name is Drowsy. Huh, jeez. Apparently it also puts in an appearance in the Sandman graphic novel, The Dream Hunters, written by Neil Gaiman. And there's just kind of various debates and discussion. Anyhow, so... What we're going to do at this point is we are going to pause for some uh, commercials. And then when we come back, I guess we will start on the legend of the Kitsune or the Kamatachi. And uh, we'll just kind of wind it up there. The next episode, we'll deal with the next yokai. I think this is going to take a while. So we'll be right back after these messages. Time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Konica, the German shepherd that I rescued, was stinky, skinny, and scrawny, full of skin rashes and scratching. And I started feeding Konica Dynavite, and he became such a happier, itch-free stink-free dog that I dug deeper into the website. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. What if in addition to Dynavite, we do the raw beef and the egg diet and see what happens? Forget all these 50-pound bags, the formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits that cost a ton of money anyways. 
this dog's as close to a wolf as you can get. They're carnivores with just the raw meat and the eggs and the dynavite and super omega on top of it. It just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> Hey, if you're thinking about rescuing a dog, you got to start them out on Dynavite, D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back to Paranormal Pets. I think our next yokai will be the Kamitachi. The sickle weasel. Now, I've alluded to this particular yokai in prior episodes, but I just find this to be a really fascinating idea. From the book of yokai, it actually says you are walking outside and suddenly discover that your leg has been cut as if with a sharp blade. That is said to be the work of a kamikachi, literally a sickle weasel. The kamitachi is an extremely widespread yokai phenomenon found throughout Japan, but probably most common in the so-called snow country of the northern Honshu. In such cases, the creature inflicts the wound on the lower part of the body, on the shin or calf, and often there is no pain or blood associated with the cut. Belief and narratives about Kamatachi are going to vary from place to place, but the creature is often said to ride in with a powerful gust of wind or on a whirlwind, and in some places the phenomenon is known as Kamikaze or sickle wind, which is kind of an interesting thing. I always thought that that meant killer wind. Maybe I'm thinking of the Kamikaze pilots or death wind. The origin of the word kamatachi is unclear, but may stem from a play on kamatachi, which could be translated as a posed sword. Regardless of whether this play on words led to the name or not, it is easy to imagine a weasel as a stealthy culprit, sneaking in like the wind, inflicting a wound, and disappearing. In fact, zoologically speaking, weasels are famous for their speed, moving quickly and tirelessly, investigating every hole and crevice. Extremely skilled hunters with razor-sharp teeth, they can kill animals much larger than themselves, leaving only a small wound and taking just enough meat or blood for their immediate energy requirements. The fact that a weasel can slip into small places and leave almost no trace of its passage on the body of its victim may be one reason they are associated with mysterious phenomenon. Although the word and phenomenon precede it, one of the earliest and most influential images of a kamikachi is a sharp-clawed weasel in a spiraling whirlwind found in Toriyama Seiken's first catalog. There are also very different ways of characterizing the phenomenon 
In Gifu Prefecture, for example, the Kamatashi is reported to be a trio of three gods. The first one pushes over the victim, the second inflicts the injury with a blade, and the third administers a healing salve. The wound does not bleed and is not painful. Attempts have been made to explain the Kamatashi phenomena scientifically. It has been attributed to changes in air pressure caused by whirlwinds or to pieces of debris picked up by a strong gust of wind. Such explanations are themselves a form of folk belief, and nothing has been proven scientifically. With this in mind, it is worth mentioning that as early as 1911, the phenomenon was taken seriously as a medical condition worth international attention. Under the heading of the spontaneous wounds, the British Medical Journal introduced a report by a Japanese doctor about a form of wound which occurs spontaneously and is frequently seen in Japan, the so-called Kamatachi disease. The wound is suddenly formed. It usually occurs in one of the lower limbs, sometimes the face. It is known by meteorologists that during thunderstorms, a temporary vacuum may occur in places as a result of a stray air current. And if part of the body comes into such a space, a tear might result from the internal pressure unmodified by the action of external pressure. The case usually occurs in outlying mountain districts, rich in trees and streams, and it is just such a district that has a thunderstorm atmospheric condition that can most readily produce a vacuum of the kind described. Now, I live in Florida. There's a barometric pressure change. I'm not sure I've really, I don't know, would I call that a vacuum? All I know is I get sinus headaches, but I, I kind of don't think that's a sickle weasel. It is no coincidence that such scientific analysis comes at the end of the Meiji period, exactly when the rationalist explanation of yokai had become common in intellectual circles. In contemporary Japan, the Kamakachi lends its name to the mystery of one of the first sound novels or interactive fiction games. Originally made by Chunsoft in 1994, versions and sequels of the game have been available on PlayStation, Game Boy, Android, and other platforms. Hmm, interesting. Now, there is a... These plugs are so noisy tonight. I am going to another website. Here we go. Yokai no Sekai Wiki on the Kamatachi. There we go. And this is kind of an interesting one. You can find this at Yokai no Sekai, Y-O-K-A-I-N-O-S-E-K-A-I dot wikia dot com. It says its appearance is like other animals. They can shapeshift at will between different shapes, mostly that of the human, a weasel, or a mix of the two. They do not prefer to shape into males or female humans. They are mostly seen in their animal shape. Personality, sneaky and aggressive. They are naturally stealthy and mischievous. Kind of sounds like a ferret. Although ferrets aren't really, I guess they are aggressive, but they're friendly aggressive. Anyway, back to this. These creatures enjoy hunting and scaring their victims instead of killing them. Despite being quite powerful, they could be compared to the ninja of the yokai world. They are quick and resourceful. Sometimes a person walking in the mountains will be beset by a ferocious wind, and only later will they discover the deep but painless gashes made in their skin as if by some very sharp instrument. That is said to be the work of a kamatachi, a weasel-like creature that comes in a whirlwind and is equipped with very sharp sickle-like claws to attack humans. In Gifu Prefecture, the Kamatachi is said to work in teams of three. Again, the first rushing upon and stunning the victim, the second cutting it with the claws, and the third applying medicine that eliminates pain and stifles the bleeding. Sometimes the three are described as brothers, sometimes as triplets. And Wikipedia adds to this, 
because as we know, Wikipedia is a great resource, but it has some good general knowledge. I just would not use this for a research paper. They appear writing on dust devils, and they cut people using the nails on both their hands that are like sickles. One would receive a sharp wound from it, but there is no pain. It was originally thought to be a corruption of the word kamatachi, stance sword, but they were reused and depicted as weasel yokai, eventually becoming established as the yokai it is now. Legends by area, devilish winds that would cut people, are told about the Chibu, Kinki, and other regions. There are many legends passed down in snowy regions, and there are some regions that call whirlwinds themselves kamatachi. On occasions of cold wind and other times, there are also strange events one would fall over and get an injury on the leg. And that's why I find this to be kind of interesting because I don't know about you guys, but I have gotten scratches and cuts and bruises and I have no idea where they come from. So am I actually being attacked by one of these weasels? (laughs) Or am I incredibly clumsy? Or is it because the pugs step on me in the middle of the night and I'm not aware of it? Could the pugs actually be my kamatachi? They probably are. So are the rats. They have sharp little claws when they want them. Anyway, in the Shinetsu region, a kamatachi is said to be the work of an evil god, and there is a folk belief that one would encounter calamity by stepping on a calendar. It is counted among one of the seven mysteries of Ichigo. The Tohoku region, when one receives an injury from a kamatachi, it is said that by burning an old calendar black and putting it upon the wound, it would heal. In Hilda, the new river basin, they are said in legends to be in the company of three evil gods, which we've said before, knock them, cut them, heal. In the Yoshio district, it is said that when one gets bit by a kamatachi, invisible to the human eye, one would tumble over even though no blood comes out and there's a big opening in the flash. In the eastern part of the Echi prefecture, they are called Idzuna. It is said that since an Edzuna user once forgot to tell his disciple about how to seal an Edzuna, the runaway Edzuna would ride on whirlwinds and attack people in order to suck their living blood. It is said that the reason why no blood comes from the wounds was from a Kamatachi because the blood is being sucked away. And that's just creepy. In the mountainous region of Kochi Prefecture and the Tokushima Prefecture, among other areas in West Japan, encountering such a strange event is called being cut by a nogama, and they are said to be the deeds of grass-cutting sickles that have been left and forgotten in fields and have ended up turning into yokai. And they are also said to be a sickle's vengeful spirit that has turned into a tsukumogami a receptacle that has turned into a yokai. And remember, in prior episodes, I did mention that if a, sometimes if items reach a certain level of age, like 100 years, they gain a yokai spirit and they become yokai. Or if there's a, an extreme emotional event, apparently they can also become yokai. In East Japan, they are also said to be the works of mantis or longhorn beetles, ghosts, which is kind of cool. It's one of the very few insect ghosts we've come across. In the town of Katakai, in a place called Kamakiri Zaka, after a giant mantis that once lived there was crushed to death by heavy snow, it is said that when one falls over on the hill, it is because of the mantis's curse, one would receive a wound as if one was cut by a sickle, resulting in one suffering from black blood flowing out. There is a tale of experiences with these, not only outdoors, but also indoors. And in Edo, there are tales of women who attempted to do their business in a bathroom in Yotsua, and men who attempted to put a geta in Ushigomi who encountered Kamatachi. 
There's a story where a certain woman has her lover stolen by another woman and gathering up her resentment when she cut her own hair. That hair became a kamatachi and cut off her rival in love's head by the neck with a single stroke. In this way, the legend of the kamatachi in these various areas are the same phenomena, but their identity is not thought to be uniform. That's just scary. I, I, uh, I have not encountered that particular legend. But wow, so the vengeance of a woman scorned and her hair actually becoming a yokai. Oh my goodness. I must just interrupt myself for just a second to say these pugs of mine are just so sad. It's 1030 and they are so tired at this point that you can hear Achilles behind me. (laughs) And his brother Odysseus is sitting up leaning against me asleep and snoring. So I guess what they're trying to tell me at this point is that I need to stop recording this episode and I should probably save the kitsune for our next episode on the yokai. So with all of that in mind and feeling like I am being drowned out by pug snores, (laughs) okay, sorry. Uh, Apparently, I do need to get these children to bed. But anyway, I will remind you to please, please, please support your rescue groups, Hug Rescue of Florida or any rodent rescues, any SPCAs or any of the decent rescues that are out there. Please give them your support. Adopt a pet. Love your pet and uh, put them all to bed at a decent hour. If you are interested in more paranormal phenomena, feel free to check through the archives with Paranormal Pets. And you are also welcome and invited to visit my pages, spiritsofstpetersburg.com or sppipanellas.net. And on Facebook, we do currently have a Paranormal Pets page. Feel free to search for it, like it, and uh, hopefully I will hear from some of you there. Uh, I'll try to keep it updated, but uh, I do love the interaction where it is available. So with that, I am going to wish you a good night, and I'm going to take these children and try to put them to bed. Take care. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.